Welcome to another episode of Fresh Off the Set. I'm Carrie Hawker Diaz. And I'm David Oswin. And I'm Alora Murray. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode. We have so much fun doing these. We do. We can talk. Did you guys know that? We've got some stuff to say. <laughs> it's crazy. You know what's cool about this? This show's called Fresh Off the Set. For real, guys. We just came fresh off the set. We just seriously took the mics off, the loves, the lights went down, and here we sit down to continue the discussion. So this is real. This is real conversation. Fresh off the set. That's right. Okay, so weekend's coming up in a few days. I wish it was sooner than a few days, but it's coming up. It'll be here before we know it. And we like to binge a lot of shows, right? We want to talk about what we're watching. Now, Mm -hmm. I saw that they are making a Harry Potter series, Mm. a Twilight series. Mm -hmm. So let's kind of get into how we feel about these popular movies being made into TV series. Alora, why don't we start with you? <laughs> What's old is new. Carrie, What's old is turned yeah. out again yeah. and again and again. Carrie knows I have so much to say about. So I love the Harry Potter stories. Um, it's such a it's such a millennial thing. I can sort people into houses. I got my nephews obsessed with it. Um, I love the stories and. The movies are so nostalgic for me. I mean, honestly, to get a little personal for a minute, when I was in junior high, I had a hard time. Um, Had raging anxiety, didn't know that's what it was. I was having a really hard time, and I would either read the books or I would turn on those movies, and I would sit there, and they were like a comfort blanket for me. Watching these stories, watching these characters that I loved, and... Every time I watch them now, I'm like, man, if I could go back and talk to that 14-year-old girl and be like, hey, it's just anxiety. Things are going to get better. That is what those movies did for me. And the idea of them being redone kind of is like, but that that was my comfort blanket. Mm-hmm. Um, the only reason that I'm like, okay, yeah, let's try putting it in a series is I feel like um, a new generation my experience, what I did when I needed those um, stories. And because each season will be a book, there will be more time to see things that we didn't see in the movie. That's true. Um, But initially, I was like, no, those are like my precious, like I said, my comfort blanket. Those were there for me. But after thinking on it a little more, I'm like, you know what? I would love for this to be there for someone who is maybe 14, maybe younger, and have them have the experience I did. Um, That's how I feel about the Harry Potter series. Um, But like David said, I feel like so often now what's old is new, and we're just taking things that were already done and just redoing them. Mm Mm-hmm. So how, many, taking how the, many spells do you have memorized? I, do you want me to talk about that right now? She yeah. has her wand this at her the, desk. This is the <laughs> moment. Wingardium Leviosa. One. Alohomora. Two. Petrificus Totalis. Three. No, I'm just kidding. We're, We're done. Pretty good. good. Three-hour Joe Rogan podcast. I'm, I'm really <laughs> impressed. You know what, though? That's they're, pretty good. They're beautiful Did you just say movies. hello, Alora? Oh, no, it does sound like that. It's Alohomora. It um, unlocks things. I, I also we, thought I feel like you it's said an that. Aloha, Laura. We're in we Hawaii need now. to move on, <laughs> or sorry. else we're going to lose so <laughs> many viewers with me just shouting it. Harry Potter. I, don't, I, I think you'd be surprised. There's probably so many. They're like, "Oh, you forgot this spell." And this, I, I know people with Harry Potter tattoos all over their body. Well, I mean, I forgot. Big deal. I forgot Expecto Patrono, uh, Expecto Patronum, which is one of my favorite. And there so you is go. Lumos. We there need to go. stop. We need to stop. Well, what were you saying? Isn't that a transmission fluid? It's fine. I was just saying they're beautiful movies. So I, I feel like the bar is going to be, it's going to be really hard mm-hmm. because the expectations are going to be really high. Yeah. 
you yeah, know? That's the problem, is that there is such an emotional bond to this, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. not just the characters, but the way it was shot, the, the, mm -hmm. the dialogue, the, what they look like, what they sound like, and, and to try and recreate that capture, that lightning in a bottle, uh, whether you love or hate the series, is just so hard. And almost any sequel is just very difficult to live up to the, the salt that it's been been kind of the hype that's behind it. And mm -hmm. that's that's the one problem. But it is nice to kind of dive deeper. I mean, you always miss things. The books are always have so much more detail. So in a series, you can have the odd opportunity yeah. to like fulfill that. Oh, you didn't forget that. That's great. We at least get right. to see it. I have more time. Yeah. Honestly, I'm, I'm kind of like, I want them to really almost go a different way um, when it comes to casting. So I'm not comparing because I absolutely will compare. Um, those main three. Because they're brand them. new actors. So yeah. the new, you know, yeah. so that's new. Which I love. I hope. You, you, sorry, go ahead. I, I'm like, I hope that they're still like, they follow the age, like 11, 12, 13, 14, because mm -hmm. um, that's what they did um, with the movies. But like I said, I'm, I'm willing. I'm, I'm going to take a look. Um, we're going to do it. So I, we're going to see what they're like when they're 22, living on the couch <laughs> in the basement, the parents' basement. But you know, <laughs> and they're I, at the pizza place. I will say they're coming out with a Twilight series, and for yep. me personally, this is very you so, know, it was a hot debate when it came out. I didn't love the casting of the Twilight movies, yeah. so for them to do a Twilight series, I'm like, yes, great, let's see who we cast. I know, I feel Are like you this team one has Edward a good or chance. Team Jacob? Let's get this out in the clear. Um, in the books, because I read all the books, I was Team Edward, and then when I saw the movie, I was Team Jacob. I'm Switch. Team Sparkle. I like the sparkles on them. <laughs> I went opening night, the very first night, because my sister-in-law uh, basically just twisted my hair saying, you have to come. And I had no clue about anything, and mm -hmm. I just loved watching everybody else. Yeah. It was a spectacle. Because people are obsessed. A midnight showing. Yeah. It was unbelievable. That's what I remember. <laughs> He's watching everybody. Just like, this is, where am I? This is okay. crazy. Yeah. I sound like such an old man saying that, but it was great people watching. Yeah. This is a true story. So I heard that when it came out, there were a couple of theaters around the country at midnight showings that girls were literally passing out in the theaters oh when gosh. they first saw Edward. Seriously, mm -hmm. they were seeing him and we're like, oh, and they were having this <laughs> issue across <laughs> the country. <laughs> And I mean, I look back on Beatlemania and I'm like, man, those girls are crazy. And then girls my age. Passing out passing Edward out. and Jacob. Well, now they can pass it on their own couches at home. Yes. Watching the new characters. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you wow. go. So have these come out yet or are they in production? They're in production. Okay. Yeah. So maybe we'll, we'll catch up when they come out and yeah. we'll discuss I, and I, see. Yeah. I'm so, so excited to see the casting for both of them because I truly feel I connect so much to characters that I truly feel like the casting is going to be incredibly important. And mm -hmm. I just hope that they choose people that, like I said, um, our younger generation can connect with the way that I did. Yeah. You ever gone to Comic-Con? You know, they have that here in Salt Lake. It's great. I know the guy that puts it on. He's awesome. I've been you ever a couple gone and times. seen those people, those actors that play those roles in person? And oh, they're dedicated. The visceral reaction of yeah. fans that just don't know how to separate the person from the role. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. It's wild. People, we, people love those characters. I mean, to be honest, I know Zachary Levi came one year, and if I saw him, I would have been like, Chuck, is it you? <laughs> <laughs> So maybe I shouldn't go to Comic-Con. I was talking to the actor who plays <laughs> Jesus in the series The, the Chosen. Uh -huh. And he's just an actor. He's like, I, I can't get a T-Mobile commercial because I'm Jesus. You know, I, I, now been I can't typecast. hold a burger from Burger King and without saying Jesus eats Burger King. Yeah. So it's um, like, yeah, you've totally been embedded mm -hmm. with the, those roles. It's pretty amazing. 
Yeah. Uh, those, some of them, their their career, you know, there's explosive opportunities for so many. But yeah, it's it's hard for us to separate as viewers sometimes. I I remember my dad and I. We were in New York. I was living in New York, and we went and saw um, How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying, and Daniel Radcliffe was playing yeah. the lead in that. And I knew that, and I was like, good for him. Like, Harry Potter's over. He's making a way for himself. And sitting there with my dad, we were like three rows from the front, and they he was sitting on a swing, um, if anyone's familiar with the show, and he shot up from the ground in the swing. And my dad was like, it's Harry Potter. <laughs> 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 it was like, I was like, Dad, shh, but yes, but yes, it you're just not dawned wrong. on him in that moment, like in that. Hey, I know that guy. You didn't read the playbill? <laughs> no, he was there because of me. No, yeah, he's yeah. a good dad. That's awesome. He was like, let's go. And he did a pretty good job in that role, actually. He did. He was. He's great. talented. He's really good. Yeah, yeah I think I think he's able to like pull into those other characters and do well. So, yeah. well, we'll we'll recap when the series come out. We'll, we'll get watch. back to it, and then you guys yeah. let us know what you think. Yeah. What are your yeah. feelings? We'd love to know. Definitely. Okay. Another thing trending right now. Have you heard of Chat GPT, David? Oh, I know yeah. you have. Why don't you oh, yeah. start? Well, I, I, a lot of people have. It's now on its fourth iteration. It's called OpenAI. It's artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. And it's a hot topic right now. Elon Musk and, and a lot of his cohorts and friends actually came out with an open letter uh, declaring that we need to put a stop or a, a pause on AI development right now, that it will be the demise of our society. It will. It's going too fast, and I think it's it's already too far down the, the path to stop it anyway. But it it is unbelievable where mm-hmm. this machine learning it can write your research paper in a split second the way you want. I could say, hey, write a 300-word document uh, about the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow. I mean, any, any topic. Wow. And it will just start He going, got that from Monty <laughs> that's Python. That's Monty Python. <laughs> I could say, write me a script a la Monty Python style and make the skit sketch two minutes long. It will write it for me. And be pretty darn close and funny. I mean, it, it, it's crazy. I would say uh, you could ask it about yourself. Write, write a, a bio on me about my, mm-hmm. the history of my life. And this thing will scour the web and know within a split second it will put together in perfect form. Not that it's impressive, it's, but the, the implications of the amount of jobs that that will take. Mm-hmm. Uh, how it could infiltrate your, your DMs, get into your privacy. I mean, you just don't know what... The development does because it is machine mm-hmm. learning. There's there's pros and cons, and some of the cons are extremely scary. Uh, the pros are extremely exciting. So there's this whole whole uh, discussion right now about what Chat yeah. GPT is, and yeah. it's kind of the the forefront that name brand. You can go on and you can kick the tires on it. You can test it out. Try for yourself. It will blow your mind. I kind of see it like social media. You know what? You can use it for good or bad, mm-hmm. and depending on what way you go, is the way it's going to turn out. But it it scares me a lot just to think about um, people that have worked really hard writing books, writing papers, mm-hmm. writing. You know, and then uh, there's also the side of it: is it does it help you save a little time? Yeah. If you need to write like a recipe really quick, if you have to, you know, well, there's no question. But it's that ten years down the road, five years, mm-hmm. twenty years. Like, what will society mm-hmm. be because of this? What will it do to alter the course of our lives? Uh, there's certain things. Ray Kurzweil is a guy, very very smart guy. Uh, if you know pianos, Kurzweil pianos, it's K U R Z. Yeah, he's the guy that created that. I mean, synthesizers when he was a kid, young. Mm-hmm. He is now currently the head of AI for Google and has been in that role for many, many years. But he's a predictionist of sorts decades mm-hmm. and decades ago. So he would see that technology advances predict in a predictable way. It exponentially grows. So if we have this technology right now, we know we have this 
processing power to do these things, X, Y, Z. We have iPhone. But 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, we didn't. So he takes the technology we had for back in the 60s and said, hey, in 20 years from now, we'll have this kind of technology. Therefore, we'll have this kind of a lifestyle. When do we have flying cars? When do we have this yeah. kind of medicine? And so he predicts uh, stuff in the future. He's about 80 to 85% accurate in his predictions. Ooh. Some of the stuff he says, and I'll cut this short because it's probably boring everybody, but it is fascinating. He says in the future, uh, at, there's something called the singularity, and it's when man and machine converge. And there's such an explosive hockey stick graph moment of uh, innovation and growth and, and technology. Uh -huh. You can't regulate it. It's too fast. It's oh, too wow. far forward. And it will, as man and machine converge, there will be no cancer. You'll have microbots, so to speak, in your blood that will seek out that cancer. You, you know, flash technology, we will get rid of Alzheimer's. Uh, there will be no dementia. Like, there's some cool things that sound awesome, but there is that other side of that mm -hmm. double-edged sword coin that can be pretty scary. Privacy and everything else, we don't right. know what yeah. the implications are. Anyway, that's that's a whole I mean, other rabbit hole to go No, down, I find that very interesting. Thank you for sharing yeah. that. I've had two experiences with this. Do you remember when there was that trend going around that you could, like, you put in your pictures and you were like, make me look like... Um, a warrior or like a fairy princess or something like that and then everyone was share a, a comic book character and everyone was sharing it on Instagram and I was like all in I'm like oh man this is so cool and I have them of me and then I have a, a couple of friends who are artists that were like please stop doing this our money comes from actually doing this for people mm -hmm. and by you giving like five dollars for this subscription we've lost hundreds of dollars worth of work and I was like, I didn't even think about it. And then I was watching a TikTok the other day um, about this girl who was like, if you can't figure out, and I never know if the word is niche or niche. Everyone says it differently. Um, she was giving advice to content creators. And she was like, you know what? Just And this is where I'm like, oh. she was like, go to YouTube, put the closed captioning on a video in your niche, copy and paste their script into AI or whatever it's called, chat GPT, see what it comes out with, and then you have your own script. And I was like, no, you just mm. you just copied this person's to put into this, and then you're just copying what it's saying. And so it's going to be really interesting because like you said, David, and like you said, Carrie, I can see so many amazing things with it. I can see saving time. I can see brainstorming. I, see, I can see creativity. But I can see the other side where it's just like, like my artist friends who are like, please don't use this. And then these content creators who are like, okay, I just came out with this video and you're just copying what I'm saying. And I mean, that's a whole other conversation. A lot of social media is copy and paste, but it's literally someone encouraging you to go and just copy that. I saw a story. You reminded me of, of something I just saw this last week. Scary, where you've, you've heard of the deep fakes, where they have mm -hmm. technology where you can put like your face on something. It's funny. Mm -hmm. And oh yeah, my yeah, goodness, yeah. like Schwarzenegger. Mm -hmm. like he's That's in, the one he's I'm in seeing. He's in the around. Titanic. And it's yeah. right. Oh, he was in the and, sound of music. So you can yeah. like take physically, you can say, you can't even believe your own eyes anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, but also your own ears. They're ch taking the same thing with audio and waveforms. And they could take our. They could go do fresh off the set, and they mm -hmm. could have all three of us mimicking our voices. We'll sound exactly like us with our inflections and our the way that we speak, our cadence. There have been stories of of parents getting phone calls in distress of their kids <gasps> calling. I them. heard about this, and the kids are, you know, screaming to their mom, "Help me!" And it's their actual voice. A, a oh. ransom call mm -hmm. of your child. Oh my. 
and it's word. not their child. And so, I mean, there's there's implications that the, just sick, dark things that what will be meant for good will be used for bad. And there, and so parents, you know, finally realize, no, my daughter's over here with my neighbor. They're totally fine. Who was this calling me? Because that's my daughter's voice. And it was really their voice. That's, that is that is so terrifying. Well, so. it's yeah, it's that is horrifying. And again, it's like. There are some people who are going to use this and are going to use it for amazing things, but how advanced it is, it just, you know, my anxiety is always there. This just makes it we, spike. We need to be aware. We need to be cognizant. So it's, uh, we, we can't live inside of a bubble. I mean, our, we're, we're definitely all exposed. Whatever constant is Whatever change, right? Whatever technology is out there. We it's just have to changing. be aware. I think great things. My cousin's doing a thing with AI learning. He's an uh, oncologist, so he mm-hmm. studies cells oh, and diagnoses people with cancer and lets them know what they have. But humans sometimes miss things, so he's actually using technology to mm-hmm. look at cells, tissue cells, and identify cancer that the human eye misses. See, if we can just use it for those kind of things, could you yeah. imagine how powerful that would be? Oh, it cool. would. Mm-hmm. I have um, a friend. She is um, she's uh, really high up in a company here in communications, and she uses it um, to help with processes. Like, it just gives her an idea on how to process and how to make things work smoothly. And then she'll look at it and be like, oh, that's a good idea, but I'm going to add this, this, and this to it. So um, there are people out there who are doing amazing things with this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like David said, just being aware. If you ever get a call that's me doing Harry Potter spells, <laughs> that is someone using AI. It is not me. I need to make that clear. I don't know. Your spells were pretty good. I only saved you those calls for spells. Carrie. I just... <laughs> yes. And I love them. I don't know if I could pull the British accent off. Just perfect enough. It's not me. It's not I need me. to make that clear. Yeah. Well. That was crazy. It's, mm. a, it's a brave new world. It we're is. In. A brave. Well, okay. Speaking of the world, um, summer's coming up and people are deciding where they want to go for summer vacation. Do you two have any plans? I love summer. What do you think? What do you got? You know, we do a lot of, I I have a six-year-old, so we do a lot of like short road trip type of things. Mm -hmm. And one of our favorite things to do is just vacation with the family and build those memories. And we've done it since she was, I mean, in diapers. And so we have a few really fun trips planned this summer. One is to Bryce Canyon. So we like to take advantage of our beautiful scenery here mm-hmm. in Utah. But you know what? It's, it's, I get excited for summer. What about you guys? My, my kids have never been to Hawaii, and my wife and I have never been to the island of Kauai. Uh-huh. A good it's friend beautiful. of mine has a place there and uh, just approached me not too long ago, said, hey, uh, would you like to take it for a week? I went, are you kidding me? So this summer I cashed out a whole bunch of air miles uh, and the whole family, we're going to Kauai, oh, and the kids are fun. stoked, I and love it's going to be just a blast. I'm, I'm looking forward to it so oh, much. I love it. Okay, well, um, the Thrillist came out with um, Airbnb's trending destinations for the summer, okay. and the fun thing about it is they've kind of split it into topics. So top trending summer destinations with a view, number one is Winnipeg, Canada, which really? I did not think would be on there. I've been to Canada. I've been to... to I have not. I have been to... Um, I've been to Vancouver. Vancouver's been, yeah. beautiful. I've been to Whistler, and I've been to Victoria. Mm-hmm. Um, Canada is beautiful. Um, other places on there are... I, if someone French hears me say this name, I am so sorry. <laughs> Trey, sorry. Um, saint gervais le bon France. I think that was a great attempt. You just attempt. put the... Hum, hum, hum. That, was, just, that was a great attempt. Pretend you're <laughs> slurping a snail and you'll be fine. It was <laughs> really, good, a good attempt. And then number three is uh, Cape Town, South Africa, which I think would just be yeah. dream yeah. destination. Yeah. Yeah. Dream, dream, dream. 
Um, and then the top trending summer destinations for culture hungry travelers. So that, okay. that's a phase. Um, number one is Tuilla. Uh, <laughs> Number one. We love you, Tuilla. We love I you. do love, love Tuilla. They're awesome. <laughs> yes. It's a great vibe out yes. there. I'm not kidding. Love it, love it. Um, number one is Colombia. Two is Milan, Italy. And three is Bangkok, Thailand. Oh, I'll go any of those. Any of those. And Take me. Wendover didn't make it. I haven't <laughs> been. It. I'm, David, we love our I don't West. I know. That west, that west side of Utah is like we calling We love me. it. <laughs> we love it. I haven't been to any of those places. David, you're our traveler. Have you been to Columbia, Italy, or, well, Milan, Italy? Uh, Italy, I have been. It's beautiful. It's awesome. Milan is beautiful. Columbia, I have not. Uh, I haven't either. Bangkok, I have not. A lot of these places, no. Uh, Tokyo is awesome. I do like Tokyo a lot. Yeah, that was number four. Um, I've been to Italy, but I've never been to Milan. And I have heard, like, I've seen influencers go, and I see what they do. And in my mind, I'm always like, well, I can't afford what they're doing, so what am I going to do in Milan? But that's the only <laughs> things I see from Milan. Um, when you're there, you have to w- always walk like you're on the, w- the runway. It's just like... It's like the fashion. Yeah, fashion area. Carrie and David are going to have to teach me how to do that. You walk on the runway? Yeah, right. We'll leave that to David. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll post yeah. a reel yes. showing you, giving you our runway tips. Uh-huh. Um, and then the next one, is, this is a very specific category, adventure-loving Gen Z travelers. So not millennials, not anyone else, not adventure. Gen X. This is specific for Gen X. Number one is Morocco. Two is um, uh, Paolo... Palermo, Italy. I know I'm saying that wrong, and I feel Palermo. Ridiculous. I think yeah. it's Palermo. Yes, thank you, Carrie. Um, Thailand's on there, Japan and Australia. Then finally, the top trending destinations for empty nesters and retirement moons are number one is Antigua, Guatemala, Buenos Aires, Argentina, and Belfast, Northern Ireland. I will go to any of those. Lots of places. <laughs> Not I, enough time. Oh, I know. The world is wide. Yep. That's what she said. My life is short. Like in... Mamma Mia, here we go again. You guys are just here. Mamma Mia. <laughs> You're hearing so many things about me. She says, the world is wide, life is short, I want to make some memories. And then she goes out and travels. And whether you like the movie or not, that is a really good quote. That's a good quote. From Lily That's James. a fun movie. Those are fun movies. And too. just good music all yeah. around. Oh, ABBA. I could talk about them for days. But we're Watch our TikToks. We have some ABBA TikToks for sure. Well, we're going to let fun, Allura do her own podcast that lasts yes. for a couple days. All ABBA. So stay Potter. tuned for that one. All ABBA and Harry Potter spells. <laughs> and Disney. I just switched back and forth. And yes. people are like, please never have her on a podcast Whatever. ever You're again. Awesome. We love you. Well, that was fun, you guys. And thank you for listening to another episode of Fresh Off the Set. Please rate, review, and subscribe. And we will see you next week. Congrats, you made it to the end. If you want to continue to freshen up your day, you can watch us on Fresh Living every weekday on CBS Channel 2 in Utah at 1 o'clock. You can also watch us on our YouTube channel, KUTV Fresh Living, and follow us on social media. We will see you next week.